Welcome to Beltway Talk, the podcast of the American International Automobile Dealers Association, where we examine the intersection between politics and the automobile retail industry. I'm your host, Hannah Oliver. Today's episode of Beltway Talk is brought to you by AIADA affinity partner, Cox Automotive, transforming the way the world buys, sells, owns, and uses cars. Find out more at AIADA.org. Today, we're once again joined by Charlie Chesbrough, who is the Senior Economist and Senior Director of Industry Insights at Cox Automotive. He's here once again to give us his monthly roundup of auto sales for the month of September and the third quarter overall. Thanks for joining us again, Charlie. Yes, thanks for having me. Well, I will um, go ahead and just let you go ahead and talk about September auto sales and some of the trends that you and your team have seen over at Cox Automotive. So take it away. Yeah, well, the numbers are coming in today. We had a little bit of a reporting delay where some manufacturers reported on Tuesday and then the the Detroit three were reporting Mm -hmm. results today. And what we can see is that overall, it looks like the market came in at a very solid uh, low 17 million uh, selling rate. Okay. Uh, So pretty much right in line with what the market's been doing year to date. We've been running at about a 17 million uh, pace year to date. And that's what we uh, looks like we had done in September. Uh, not a lot of big surprises in the numbers. Uh, it certainly was a little bit higher, I would say, than what uh, consensus view was going into the month. Uh, there was there was some concern that uh, a lot of the, uh, the the recession talk that we've heard from coming from Wall Street, uh, the recent yield curve inversion, uh, we saw a big decline in consumer confidence last month. That maybe some of these indicators were going to finally spill into the automotive market. We'd see a decline in sales, but that hasn't happened. So uh, at this point, uh, it looks like the market is is clearly on the trajectory to have a very solid year, uh, and we'll finish somewhere in the neighborhood of the upper 16s to low 17 million uh, selling rate uh, by year's end. Well, that sounds like good news for dealers. Um, I was seeing in some of the coverage that the sales were down mostly because of um, Labor Day weekend going to August selling days. Is that correct? That's right. So if you just look at the numbers themselves, uh, September was a bad month. Okay. Uh, Sales were down significantly from where they were uh, in August and and where they were uh, uh, last year. But we've had too few selling days uh, in September. And so when you're selling north of 50,000 vehicles a day, those two days not being able to sell vehicles uh, can have an impact on your total number. And then in addition to that, we also, uh, last year, uh, the Labor Day holiday uh, was part of uh, uh, September sales. This year, that was part of August sales. So that's a big selling period for the industry. So it's probably best to kind of look at the combined August and September uh, last year versus August, September this year for a more accurate measure. And what we can see is that in general, the market held up quite well, uh, as I said, that it's running at about a 17 million pace. Uh, and you know, there was some concern, as I said, that we would see a fall off in activity, but it just hasn't happened yet. But one of the things that we did see though, is that there are, is some data coming out to suggest that incentive activity uh, was up about 5% from where it was last year. So the manufacturers are having to cut prices a little bit more than they were before uh, to help make these sales happen. Uh, and so that, that's kind of the big question we have going into the fourth quarter now is how uh, uh, disciplined are the manufacturers going to be on pricing? Will they continue to, to have incentives go higher and higher 
uh, to try and keep sales going? Or is there enough just demand from consumers themselves without mm-hmm. being incentized uh, to kind of keep this mar- market afloat? And then the other uh, question that we're going to be watching closely in the fourth quarter uh, is whether fleet activity uh, remains at a very elevated pace. Uh, so far, year to date, I don't have the final numbers from uh, September just yet, but we know that fleet activity has been running somewhere in the neighborhood of up anywhere from 7 to 9% from where fleet was last year. Uh, and while that's up, we know that the retail side of activity, the, where consumers like you and I would go in and be buying vehicles, that side of the business is actually down uh, in 2019. So it's really a, more fleet activity from the manufacturers that's been elevating the, the market and keeping us uh, up. Otherwise, we would see sales volumes much lower. So in the fourth quarter, what we don't know is whether fleet activity is going to continue to maintain this elevated pace or has some of that activity that that would have happened in, in the fourth quarter already happened earlier in the year, so it might not be as strong. So that's something we'll be we'll be watching here uh, as we finish out the year. Okay, and I know that you um, mentioned that incentive spending is up. Is that something that you generally notice tracks upward towards the end of the year, moving into the fourth quarter, or is that not the case? Yeah, generally the the fourth quarter is a, a challenging time for the industry. They've got the the current model year vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as the new model year vehicles uh, on the dealer lots. And they want to get rid of the old models as much as possible to make room for the new stuff. And so incentives are really the mechanism that they they use to try and move the the older stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the inventories of the older models has been a little bit higher this year than it was last year. So uh, incentives have been up a bit. Uh, so that, that that's something that we always see sort of around this time of the year. What we don't know is how aggressive they're going to be throughout the whole fourth quarter. Uh, and, and the other thing that we have, it's a little bit unique this time around, is, is the strike for General Motors. Um, it's now entering its third week. It probably didn't have much impact on uh, sales activity in the month of September. But the longer this strike goes on, the more it will have an impact come October, certainly for uh, for GM sales totals, uh, the inventory availability is going to become a real issue for them uh, at dealerships around the country. We're we're not there yet, yeah. Uh, but that that problem is going to increase uh, the longer the strike goes on. Okay, so I guess it remains there's a lot to lot at play as we move into the fourth quarter. Um, so talking quarterly auto sales, I know that we got a more complete picture of the auto industry thanks to the quarterly sales reporting from several of the manufacturers. Um, can you just talk for a second about any trends you and your team are noting as they relate to international brands and their domestic counterparts? Well, uh, if we just look at September results, some of the Asian manufacturers did have some some difficult numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw Honda and Toyota were down. Um, uh, The Detroit 3 was a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, Ford uh, looked to be down while GM had a relatively strong uh, month. But I wouldn't say any kind of clear trends necessarily uh, emerged from the most recent data. But for the industry as a whole, uh, one of the, the more interesting trends is that the, the the industry is down year over year, about 200,000 units total uh, from this where we are now to where we were at uh, this point last year. But the rate of decline appears to be slowing a bit. Uh, we finished the third quarter, Q1 over Q1, was down a little over 3%. Uh, the second quarter, year over year, was down a little over 1%. And Q3, the quarter we just finished, looks to finish about flat. Okay. So 
in terms of the industry's decline, it does appear to be stabilizing around the 17 million uh, pace. And the other thing that's kind of interesting is that uh, the adjusted selling rate for the industry has been fairly stable going back to about June, uh, where it's it's been sort of in the 17 million plus or minus a little bit range for the four pre, four, last four months. But if we look at the first half of the year, we saw some really large swings in the selling rate. Uh, you know, a couple of one million unit swings, where it was 17.4 one month and 16.4 uh, selling rate the next month uh, before going back again. That period of volatility appears to be behind us now because we've had a relatively stable uh, sales pace over the summer. Again, as we go into the fourth quarter, which which market is going to emerge? Do we go back to the volatility days that we had in the first half of the year? Or does the summer's uh, the steady summer uh, selling rate that we had continue? Uh, as I said, there's some some unknowns that we're dealing with in the fourth quarter. Certainly, uh, the GM strike could be impacting sales, but probably the biggest one is the president's uh, uh, what his decision is going to be regarding European tariffs. Uh, and certainly, your your listeners uh, are going to be particularly interested in that. I think the the date he said he was going to make a decision is on or about November 18th. Uh, so we're going to be sitting on pins and needles as we as that date approaches as to whether the president's actually going to go forward with implementing this 25% tariff on, on parts and assembled vehicles. Uh, that would have a huge impact on not only the whole industry, uh, but certainly for the for those uh, uh, import manufacturers, you know, their vehicle prices are going to be dramatically impacted. And it seems unlikely that uh, anybody's going to escape uh, the implications of the, of these higher costs on the industry because something and in, in, in even domestically manufactured vehicles, uh, some of those parts that are co- uh, going to be put in those vehicles do come uh, from off, offshore and, and may be subject to this tariff. And there's the old adage that we know uh, that if my competitor is raising prices 20 percent mm-hmm. or 25 percent, even though I'm not affected, I can raise my prices 10 or 15 yeah. percent and still be still be cheaper. So we know that even though domestic manufacturers may not be directly impacted uh, by these potential tariffs, if they go forward, they are likely to raise their vehicle prices as well, just as their import counterparts will. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. Um, I had one other question about um, luxury sales. Did you guys have any trends or patterns that you're seeing there and, you know, the race for top luxury um, automaker here in the U.S.? Well, one of the things we saw in September numbers was uh, the Asian uh, luxury segments appeared to do, uh, or at least the, manu- the manufacturing brands uh, mm-hmm. appeared to do uh, a fairly weak period, while the European side uh, actually looked like they had a fairly strong month. Uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, reported some gains in September. Uh, uh, BMW as well reported some gains. And, the, and when you have gains in, in, in the September market, you've actually really bucked the trend because we would naturally expect vehicle sales to be down year over year just because you have the two less selling days. So the fact that your mark, so the fact that your sales are on the positive side, uh, you know, really suggests that you had had a strong month. But as I said, for some of the uh, the, the Asian uh, luxury makers, we did see some declines. Uh, Acura was down close to eighteen uh, uh, percent. Um, Alfa Romeo, uh, you know, a European brand, they they had a big decline, although their numbers are, are relatively small. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, it does suggest that it's a, a mixed bag out there when we talk about the luxury market. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and so it's hard to draw any definitive trends at this point. But I think as we as the economy becomes a little bit more challenging, uh, if we do see uh, some some worse economic numbers here in the fourth quarter, I would not be surprised to see the luxury uh, uh, brands uh, be sort of the first to take a hit because uh-huh. of their high price points. Uh, they're likely to be the most vulnerable if we see any kind of significant economic slowdown. Okay, well, all of this is very, uh, very helpful and informative. Um, just to kind of wrap up, um, is there anything that September's auto sales and the third quarter overall tell us about what you think dealers can expect through the rest of 2019? Well, uh, from our own uh, dealer uh, sentiment survey that Cox Automotive uh, mm-hmm. does, we did see that dealers were suggesting that they're a little bit more pessimistic themselves as they look forward mm-hmm. over the next quarter. Uh, so I think everybody's sort of sitting on the pins and needles right now, a little bit concerned about where this market may be, may be going. Yeah. The recent data suggests that we're on fairly firm ground. Uh, uh, you know, We haven't seen a big collapse in demand out there from consumers. Uh, the fleet activity remains uh, elevated. So I, I guess my assumption would, would be as we go into the fourth quarter that unless we see something substantial happen on the economic side, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to see something dramatic uh, change in, in the vehicle market. So I think we should be fairly cautiously optimistic uh, going into the fourth quarter, uh, but there's certainly uh, a lot of things to be concerned about uh, as well. And so we'll be keeping an eye on all of that. Yeah, well, I think uh, cautious optimism is still good news for the market. Um, is there anything you wanted to add before we wrap up? Uh, just one other comment that uh, you know Subaru's uh, streak of year-over-year gains finally ended uh, in September uh, when they did report that month-over-month uh, uh, month or year-over-year change in sales in September was down. Uh, that's the first time since 2011. So they've had a very long streak going. But again, they may, may be victim to sort of the calendar uh, as opposed to their own business operations. I wouldn't take it as any kind of a signal that uh, Americans are turning on Subaru. I think it was more just, uh, uh, you know, the calendar wasn't working in their favor. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, again, I think it was a pretty good news story that we've had today regarding the vehicle market. And uh, there's little reason to expect that we're going to deviate too substantially from that going into the fourth quarter. All right. Well, thanks for your insight, Charlie. We really appreciate it. Um... And I think we'll look forward to having you on Beltway Talk next month to talk about where we sit heading into November. All right. Thanks, Hannah. All right. Thanks, Charlie. You have a good one. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Beltway Talk, featuring a rundown of the month's auto sales figures. If there are any questions you'd like Charlie to answer about auto sales and the market, please feel free to let us know. I can be reached at oliverh at aiada.org. Thanks and join us again next time for Beltway Talk.